Can I just say that uh, before we get really into the discussion of this movie, that what was really shocking to me was at the end of it, just how thoroughly depressed I was. I oh yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. same. I this movie is dev- so dark, and it doesn't even <laughs> it actually mean to is. Be. Yeah. Well, I actually think it it does it does mean to be. And I, Alex, you were saying in our in our group DM earlier this week that you thought the film set out to be sympathetic to him, and I I agree. But the problem is he is just so unambiguously sad that even the filmmakers around the midpoint have to concede, yes, this is sad. This is dark. <laughs> it's hard to describe. I think maybe before we get into Arthur Chu himself, or maybe do we, or maybe do you think we should build some context about who Arthur Chu is before? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, Arthur Chu rose to prominence as being a Jeopardy champion. He won a number of games in a row on the popular TV game show, and he became the Jeopardy player that everyone loved to hate. Because he had this strategy of, you know, leaping all across the board, starting with uh, like the the level five questions and working backward, trying to find daily doubles. A lot of people didn't like him, but he was ruthless and he was efficient and he won a lot of games. And he was able after this to parlay this into a career as a public speaker, as a writer, as a commenter on the day's news. It was actually interesting to find out, you know, I read some articles that were written in 2014 and talking about Arthur Chu and his rise to prominence. And like when he started on Jeopardy, he only had about 162 uh, Twitter followers. And it's funny because the film you know, builds in all of these things about his follower count rising, which I also thought was kind of sad that this is like his claim to one of his claims to significance is that his followers. Does anybody count, know how many followers he has today? I think he has about 30,000, but it's hard to know. It's a little um, higher than that. It's like 40, 42,000. I mean, he, it feels like he has almost everybody on Twitter blocked at this point. Point. so it's sort of he blocked weird. me well yeah he uses like block lists so yeah. if you follow a certain person you get blocked i only see his tweets like maybe twice a year when he does something that when he's when he tweets something really egregious and, that's and, and people screen it. cap it for for the blocked um yeah and it was interesting to sort of look at that it's interesting he's described in a number of different ways actually in these articles right so you know he's described in some cases you know as his you know his day job okay he's an insurance compliance analyst other people talk about him as an aspiring actor yeah you sort of see somebody who basically because i think he was on jeopardy he was 30 uh when he was on jeopardy and really you see somebody who maybe you know is doing a type of work and they want to get out of it and i think really jeopardy was sort of his bid to build something that was a little more creative but it's funny in, in watching the documentary and we'll get into this is how just his approach to people and his approach to kind of doing these things is like it's singularly unpleasant and i was actually quite shocked by this you know i really thought in the documentary that we were going to get a kind of narrative about okay here's his rise to fame and prominence and that's going to be the first half so we're going to see you know and they kind of deal with that right at the beginning but really the film i think and and, and this is kind of abstracting away from arthur Chu himself there's never really quite a narrative through line there's almost a series of vignettes that happen you know so you have a vignette about his family and then you have a vignette about his response to gamergate and then you have a vignette about him public speaking and then you have a vignette with his wife and and actually kind of adds to the kind of the the dismal feeling because it gives you a very unfiltered uh, approach to him even though i mean the film is you know there's high production values they clearly put a lot of effort into the editing but it's like the filmmakers never really kind of found a narrative through line for it so you just get these vignettes with arthur chu and timothy Treadwall and Grizzly Man comes off better in that film than Arthur Chu comes off in this one. I mean, and that is frightening for me to think about. Like, he comes off so poorly. Well, they are are both tragic figures. I mean, (laughs) if there is a narrative through line, it is 
Arthur Chu's rise to where, wherever it is that he's got now. It, the, the narrative through line is the increase in Twitter followers. Mm. And if there's a three act structure, it's it's like Jeopardy, then it's online feminism, and then it's Gamergate. Those are the three movements right. of the film. Well, and I guess also throughout what the film tries and I think largely fails, although it's not at fault here, uh, to present as the personal toll that, you know, fame takes on you or whatever. But I mean, I think insofar as this film has a tragic element, it's just that the intersection of being extremely online and having micro celebrity can be really, really bad for you. But then, I mean, Arthur is so unsympathetic in a lot of this movie. I mean, again, if if there's a narrative through line to this, it's his wife who suffers from chronic pain doing things for him so that he can post about feminism. The film would be more tragic if Arthur was a little more sympathetic. And I mean, I suppose, you know, I don't want to be too mean in this episode. I guess he maybe does have some sympathetic elements, but I found him very difficult to sympathize with at all watching it. Well, I'm going to say that I sort of liked this movie. I thought it was okay. And I think some of that comes from the fact that it is a cautionary tale for any extremely online uh, minor Twitter public figure. And I even found some sympathy for Arthur Chu because, you know, as a man with two podcasts myself, I can sympathize with uh, the, the exhibitionist qualities of like what, wanting to have yourself and your existence validated by the nameless, faceless masses out there. 